Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Right, ready, roll it, hit me with your audio news stick. You are listening to a journalism ice cream. Sweet news with opinion sprinkles delicately dashed all over it, dipped in nonsense, nuts and elegantly piled into a cone called News Talk 1010. Recorded live from the United Kingdom, my name is Vinnie White. It is today, Sunday, August the 20th, 2017. You're listening to In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. My name is Vinnie. I am Canadian, yet sort of. I mean, I am, uh, but I currently live in my other country, which is the United Kingdom. I record this here show. I send it over with love and uh, it gets played out into your ears and hopefully in a way that makes you go... (laughs) And occasionally, but we'll try and limit that because there's been enough of it this week. Most of it dealt up by one man. I wonder who that could be. Don't I just love doing this show every week when I have to start talking about him? Oh, God, I feel like I'm, I feel like Milana. Is it Milana or Melania? Whatever it is, he's a poor woman. Bless her heart. Strong like ox to put up with that man. Okay, coming up on this here radio show with Miss Elf. And live, Amanda. Yes, Amanda Capito, who's so often on the end of the phone in Canada, is here in England. I haven't seen her yet, but she's going to come in later and chat to us about her time here, of which I think is quite interesting because she's like proper touristy and she actually did a tour of Buckingham Palace, or what she calls it, Buckingham Palace, today. So um, we'll see if she met the Queen and shouted at her. She's got a loud voice, is what I'm saying. So we'll have a chat with her and we'll find out more of what's going on in the news with this particularly bizarre week, although they all seem to be at the moment, as we discuss the madness and insanity across the world one more time and take a big breath because it's gone just 10% more bonkers than last week. That seems to be the general consensus most weeks. Um, We're now nearly uh, running on 100% bonkers, uh, globally speaking. I think there must be a bonkers economy that I don't know about that someone's heavily invested in. And the more mad the world goes, the more someone's making money. Actually, I think that might be the stock market. I've just described economics. Right, moving on. Yeah, we'll have uh, Amanda coming up. We'll talk about the bonkers world and we'll do some lighter stuff like they're muzzling Big Ben. They're shutting her down for four years. What are we going to do? Us Brits are up in arms, by which I mean we've had a cup of tea, moaned about it and got on with our lives. Uh, And we'll see exactly why they're telling Big Ben to be quiet. All that coming up. Well, I suppose we could start with the good news, if there is any. Uh, Barack Obama's tweet that reacted to the attack in Charlottesville, Virginia, is the most liked tweet on the social network of all time. Yes, Obama tweeted a note from Nelson Mandela's 1994 autobiography, The Long Walk to Freedom, where he said, No one is born hating another person because of the colour of his skin or his background or his religion. People must learn to hate and if they can learn to hate, they can be taught to love for love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite. Profound, beautiful speech from uh, Nelson Mandela and then uh, pushed forward with beautiful timing, of course, by Barack Obama and became the most liked tweet with more than three million likes Uh, Also, the fifth most retweeted thing of all time. Uh, One would assume, then, that the most retweeted things in history must be more profound than the former black president quoting 
Nelson Mandela, South Africa's first ever black president, who spent 27 years in jail, often regarded as the greatest leader the world has ever seen. What could be a more retweeted tweet than that? The most tweeted thing of all time? Uh, It was, in fact, a tweet from a teen who wanted free chicken nuggets at Wendy's. Okay, let's have a look at some of the other ones. The second most tweeted thing of all time, uh, Ellen DeGeneres tweeting about the 2014 Oscars. All right, okay, not that profound. But the third most tweeted thing of all time, a tweet from singer One Direction, uh, one of the members of One Direction, to his bandmate about something, uh, but I don't know what, and I don't think it matters. So, good to know that that's the case. Yesterday, tens of thousands of anti-racism protesters opposed the free speech rally in the city of uh, Boston, and numerous other cities for that matter. We'll get into that later. In the US city of Boston, there was like a handful of misguided racists that forgot to pick up a history book and learn how the US came to be. They decided to come together in Boston, again, not like the sort of place, not really the deep south Boston, last time I checked, on the eastern seaboard somewhere above New York, near that terrible, terrible place, New England, the first states to ban slavery. But, you know, whatever. Uh, The rally on Boston Common, which attracted only a small crowd, actually, disbanded early as the participants were escorted out by police. Here's two or three guys with Trump hats and various flags being taken away to the bandstand area, away from the Stop the Hate people. Let's have a listen. Did you see what happened with those two men? What two men? Nothing happened. They were protected as they walked. I protected them. I took people off of them. We're liberals. We don't believe in violence. So what did what did they do? What, and what did the crowd around them do? Nothing. They just chanted at him. I just wanted to make sure he was all right. We walked in a circle. Yeah. He had his free speech. We used ours. I wanted to make sure that that idiot was safe. Because he's an American citizen, just like me and you. So they, I don't know what you are. Maybe you're Canadian. And, and, now they've got, and now they've gotten inside. Yeah, good for them. All three of them. We've so, won. We've won. Look. Look around. We've won. All right, we've won. Look. Do you think this rally will take place? Do you think it's still going to go on? I couldn't. Yeah, they should. Let them speak. Let their ideas out there. Their ideas are ridiculous. Their ideas are silly, and they'll die. Their ideas will die in this sunlight today. We have won. Look, we've won. Still several hours to go. How long are you prepared to stay out here? I'll stay here until f- Thursday. <laughs> I was I was on my way to Charlottesville when I heard about this bullshit. Sorry about the curse. It's all right. You should be warned that the language of today's broadcast may be a little X-rated, at times R-rated. But again, two men, one wearing an Israeli flag, one wearing a Trump campaign flag, um, have now made their way inside um, and are being escorted to the bandstand. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Uh, Tensions are, of course, high after demonstrations in Charlottesville, Virginia, last week turned deadly. Then Trump spent some of the week shouting at reporters over how he didn't denounce Nazis. Then he sort of did. Then he changed his mind again and said it was all sides again, even though there are only two sides. So it could never be all sides. And the one side uh, was mostly harmless, apart from a couple of pricks. And the other side had Nazi flags, assault rifles, full tactical combat gear, and they murdered someone. So, you know, blame on both sides, isn't it? Trump and his ever-shrinking collection of ugly white billionaires decided to phone the dead girl's mother during her daughter's funeral, phone the mother of the girl that was murdered 
during her funeral in a PR stunt that, PR stunt that went incredibly wrong uh, because the mother quite rightly doesn't want to talk to Trump now or ever because he is so staggeringly unsympathetic and misguided. He'd probably end up shouting at her and telling her that never mind because the economy's all right and that's all that really matters. Also, I had a lovely chocolate cake the other day. It was awesome. It was the best ever. No one eats chocolate cake like me. No one. What about your daughter? Whatever. I own a wine yard. Uh, I like gold things. Something along those lines. Uh, Trump's defence this week for not clearly shaming the far-right racist lunatics in hoods and swastikas. If you've just tuned in, it's 1956, by the way. He didn't want to make a statement until he knew the facts. Fantastic. He didn't want to make a statement about Charlottesville until he knew the facts. And that's why he didn't didn't denounce the uh, the hoodies and swastika wearing uh, alt-right, far-right nutter boxes. I mean, if there's one thing that this man baby likes, it's facts. Which is why this week he tweeted a myth about a general. A myth that was debunked by fact-checkers years ago. The Boston Herald reported that up to 30,000 people attended the protest. Demonstrators had gathered at the Boston Sports Centre and then marched en masse to the common. It's not entirely clear of the numbers, but it's fair to say somewhere in the region of 29,500 or thereabouts. Uh, were people that were just there saying, can we stop the racism and hate, please? Meanwhile, in Vancouver yesterday, Vancouver, possibly a more stupid place for an alt-right gathering than the Glastonbury Festival, there was an attempt at an alt-right gathering in Vancouver, which I'm saying, and I'm thinking as a new Canadian... Am I saying this? It was, of course, eclipsed by thousands of happy people with rainbow flags on and love signs. All, of course, having finished a morning's yoga and pomegranate juice. That's Vancouver, innit? Um, so that was that. Here's an anti-racism protester in Vancouver yesterday, followed with a quick speech from the mayor of Vancouver. It was never not there. It was always there. And with um, the Trump election and Trump winning presidency, um, everybody just was feeling free to be open with their racism. And it honestly feels like we're living in the 1950s. It's fantastic to see so many people come out for love and respect and understanding and uh, pushing back against that message of hatred and uh, white supremacy, which has no place in Vancouver or anywhere else in the world right now. There are other pockets of protest as well. There's actually one here in London, and it has to be one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen. It was three fat blokes in a pub doorway with a Confederate flag in London being held abused by anyone with a right mind on the other side of the road, which, of course, outnumbered them massively. British people with a Confederate flag. You have got to pick up a history book. <laughs> that makes no sense whatsoever, unless they're like motorbiking Americans that couldn't get back to Boston on time and thought, well... This'll do. I'm sure they'll get it. Yeah, doesn't really work over here, that. Uh, Trump, of course, made everything better, as he always does, by saying yesterday, our great country has been divided for a decade, but it will come together again. Sometimes protest is needed in order to heal, and heal we will. H-E-E-L, as in the bottom of your foot. So heal we will. Okay. Like a dog, I know that you would very much like that because you are borderline dictator. So maybe that was a bit Freudian. Heal, we will not, my friend, my orange glowing friend. 
And heal they did not, as thousands on thousands of people turned up in various cities all around the world to say, can we just stop this hate? Now, according to a poll published by CNN, nearly six out of ten voters who approve the president's job performance, six out of ten voters who approve the president's job performance, and there are still those people, say there is nothing that he could do in which would make them stop supporting him. Nothing. The poll conducted this week by Monmouth University found 57% of the president's supporters feel like there is nothing that he can do to change their minds. Nothing. So that's that then. Which I think is the best example of brainwashing in the history of time. Barack Obama, of course, has the most light tweet of all time, much to Donald Trump's irritation. If Donald Trump wants to break this record, he need only tweet two words. I resign. Start with that. Don't worry, you'll be loved for that tweet. <sighs> of course, Trump said this week, I'll tell you something. I watched those very closely, much more closely than you people watched it. Nothing like getting the press on board by saying that. Uh, and you had, you had a group on one side that was bad, and you had a group on the other side that was also very violent. Sentence is already falling apart. I mean, it's hard to not pick him up as an English person and someone with half a brain. I think that's being quite bigging myself up. But it's hard to not pick him up on just the language, never mind the content. And nobody wants to say that, but I'll say it right now, he said. You had a group, you had a group on the other side that came charging in without a permit. You don't need a permit. And that were very, very violent. Those people, all of those people, excuse me, I've condemned neo-Nazis. I've condemned many different groups. But now all those people, not all of them, were neo-Nazis, believe me. If you're struggling to understand what I'm saying right now, don't worry, so am I. And I'm saying it. I'm just directly quoting a man that's one of the most, if not the most, important people in the world. Just, I'll just re run that back a bit, a bit, just for a second. I condemn neo-Nazis. I condemn many different groups. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's not, it's not like you are better the more groups you condemn. Do you know what I mean? I hate old people. Can't stand them. Neo-Nazis as well. And peace lovers. And gays. And not gays. I don't even like straight people. There. See? I've condemned loads of people. Aren't I great at condemning? Oh, keep your eye on the ball, mate. Uh, not all of those people were white supremacists by any stretch, he said. And he's probably right. They probably weren't. But most of them were. And they were nearly all complete assholes. Tiki torches were being carried amongst the assault rifles by these absolute moron people that are definitely getting far more press coverage than they ever should, thanks to someone. Anyway, tiki torches were being <laughs> carried, and tiki is actually a brand. This week, Tiki Brand Products tweeted to the world, Tiki Brand is not associated in any way with the events that took place in Charlottesville and are deeply saddened and disappointed. We do not support their message or the use of our products in this way. Our products are designed to enhance backyard gatherings and to help family and friends connect with each other at home in their yard. Yes, that's happening. You're listening to a man read out a tweet from Tiki Torches that they are denouncing white supremacists with their products for hate and intimidation. I could not make that one up. I could... I, <laughs> that, that is legendary. <laughs> I just... Where does that leave us? Where does all of this leave us? Well, I suppose... The
The fact is, as much as it sounds ridiculously cheesy, it is true. Love does conquer hate. The, the last couple of days have proven to us, not that it really needed proving, that most people are decent, honourable, reasonable people that don't want to incite hatred and can't be doing with this pathetic minority that should have been denounced by an absolute moron who has had plenty of historical ties to white supremacists who has had yet again and i'm sure i've said this before the worst week in his white house as it continues to crumble and soon come on soon he too will fall apart a man that has more power than historically many of his predecessors the Republican Party has the biggest majority in all houses since 1921. And yet this blithering sack of horse manure can't organise repealing healthcare, building a wall and pretty much everything else that he has stood for. The good ship White House is sinking. Many are jumping off the boat or being expelled from it. And soon there will just be a bizarre orange wig bobbing up and down in the ocean where a hateful evil twisted bigoted money obsessed womanizing chauvinistic prick once swam and i'm sure his final words will be i'm the best swimmer in the world no one's better than swimming than me you can ask anybody nobody is better than donald trump and blah 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 well that was a bit dark in other news cycling raccoons coming up there's not but I'll try and find one Listening to Vinnie White, V I N N E Y White. .co.uk if you want to download the podcast. You can also subscribe in iTunes or why not listen to iHeartRadio? Hmm? Do your due diligence. Come on, pop your ears around it. You know you want to. It goes out every single Sunday from 9 pm through till 10 pm where we talk about stuff, things, and some bonkers business. Uh, what else shall I also plug? Oh, um, do you want a canvas? Oh, go on then. MrPhotoCanvas.com. Your photograph on canvas. What? Artwork? Oh, I should pretend to be two different people with two different voices. I'd really like a unique gift idea that's inexpensive and really personal. Oh, don't worry. I know one. Why don't you go to MrPhotoCanvas.com? What do they do? Um, they like just get your photograph and then like stick it on a canvas, but they print it in a really like way a cool way like they do it really clearly and it looks really good well why do i want that but just hang on the wall well they stretch it around some wooden bars and that way it's just like instant artwork you can chuck it up but i could buy that from ikea yeah but you'd have the same picture as everyone else probably you know big ben or bloody paris you haven't been to either of them so what are you doing all right good point i've got a really sexy girlfriend and me and we're on the beach so i'll blow that up and put that on canvas all right then good idea also while you're there why not organised some sort of relief via strepsils or something for your throat because you obviously have a terrible voice thanks i'll do that thanks for your advice 
Yeah. I'm only 14. Um, <clears throat> Theatre of radio right there. Yeah, anyway, if you want to canvas, go to mrphotocanvas.com. It's my company, I'm not going to lie. I uh, need to work on the budget of the adverts a little bit, but that's a lot, lot worse than the product itself, which is a quality canvas. All right, enough of that. I mentioned there sort of sarcastically and briefly Big Ben, and the reason I bring it up is uh, it is the last bong. It was this week the last bong which sounds like something Cypress Hill would say when they're trying to give up weed. But the last bong happened uh, in Westminster this week as Big Ben stopped bonging for workmen, right? So the workmen are doing quite a lot of work on the Houses of Parliament and Big Ben. Big Ben, by the way, if you don't know, technically is the name of the bell, but let's not get bogged down in it. The Parliament's Elizabeth Tower landmark, which is Big Ben, let's be honest, is the big clock, right? And, uh, you know... If you haven't seen that, then you really need to start getting off Fox News. Anyway, so the big clock uh, is going to be shut down because they don't want to affect the workman's ears. Obviously, it's quite loud, right? So a huge bong is possibly enough to shatter someone's eardrums if you're working on that clock next to the bell itself. Also, if you're uh, hanging on to something, you might well find yourself vibrating off it. So I can understand in a way why they need to stop the bell. Uh, but imagine roughly how long it needs to stop for. Is it four days? Is it four weeks? Is it more than that? Is it more than four weeks? Is it more than four months? Is it? Four years! Four years! They're silencing the Big Ben Bell. The Palace of Westminster clockmaker Paul Robertson said it's the most iconic clock in the world, but it needs this, a £30 million, about £50 million Canadian dollars, restoration project. Yeah, so it's quite an expensive clock makeover. Uh, the work will start, uh, actually it's already started apparently, on the Victorian clock mechanism. Then they're going to build scaffolding all around it. You won't be able to see the damn thing for the best part of four years, and you won't be able to hear it. So if you are coming to London to make use of the cheap pound, thanks to Brexit, that's another radio show, then uh, get yourself over here sharpish and bring your own bing-bong-bong bong sound effects if you can. Big Ben has bing-bonged, bonged, binged. Yeah, it's definitely bonged. It's not bing. Bing's more of a bing. Yeah, it's more of a bong. Anyway, it's bonged a lot. Uh, it's in the note of E, if you're interested. Bong. That's a nice flat E, I think. And uh, it's been pretty much unbroken uh, for the past 157 years. Apart from the war, obviously. Uh, you do need to quieten things down when you don't want to get bombed. Lights out, noise out, you know what I mean. That uh, that kept it pretty quiet for a little while. But yeah, it's been bing-bonging away, doing its thing for a long time. I can't understand why it's going to take four years to fix it. The Chinese would have that up in a weekend. I mean, come on, pull your finger out. What do you need to do? Admittedly, the Chinese workers would be underpaid, two would probably fall off, and a lot of them would come out deaf. So maybe, on re in retrospect, health and safety is quite a good idea. But this week, a peculiar story span off from this. It was a spoofed news article that went viral this week after it convinced a number of people. Again, this is a spoof article, but it didn't quite get understood by everyone, that Big Ben would be undergoing its name change once it gets refurbished. In an article called Big Ben to be renamed Massive Mohammed from 2018, it was jokingly announced that the London Bell would be given a name to reflect the city's diversity. Massive Mohammed, or Massive Mo, will play Muslim call to prayer every hour on the hour, the article stated. To which a lot of people said, not on my life. <laughs> And then a lot of far-right people, apparently there are a few that weren't in a park shouting at each other this week, decided to say it was a disgusting outrage. Yeah, also it's a joke, so, you know, 
don't worry about it. Anyway, Big Ben will be muted and it will not be called Massive Mohammed when it opens again. More Big Ben news as it comes in. Bong, 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 bong. I'll just stand outside it. It's a money spinner, isn't it? Every hour. Bong, two quid, please. Normally at this time, the Vinnie White Show, which at the moment is based in the UK, reaches back across the Atlantic to that beautiful haven, the warm place in my bosom that is Canada, and reaches out to a woman that's warm in my bosom also, called Amanda. But I don't have to do that, because she's knocking about next to me. Hello, Amanda. Hello, and I'm not warming your bosom right at this very moment, nope, at least. No, we are sharing a mic, because we're in a low-budget studio. So, yeah, all you need to know is we are getting pretty pretty personal. Also, we're both naked and covered in baby Get oil. out of here. That bit wasn't true. Um, Amanda, how are you, mate? I'm good. I'm here in uh, your neck of the woods, so I'm happy to be beside you. Yeah, and it's nice to have you here. Uh, just to describe the scene, it's outside, raining and temperate. Classic London! <laughs> A mild sort of foggy haze and wet streets, but hasn't we haven't quite got the commitment to proper rain, you know? Yeah, it's just a constant drizzle that's been going on all day. It was supposed to just stop after about an hour. It hasn't yet. It's uh, been about three to four hours of rain now. Three to four years, actually. <laughs> okay. so, that's the way we like it. Or I should say they like it. I'm still slightly lost about my identity. Okay. Being Yes. I've got the two passports. Stay on our side, you're Canadian. There we go, there we go. Um, so here I am, and I want to dive in straight away, because obviously I've been here for quite a long time, and I've done most of the Tory stuff, the touristy stuff, not the Tory stuff, I'm, I'm not a Tory. I've done most of the touristy stuff um, over the years, uh, but you are not one to mess around, so you went straight into it today with your brother, yes. who you're with. He's not here right now. He's really good looking. I mean, <laughs> just a side note, he is. I, I, so you're hitting on my brother now. Is that what's <laughs> happening? I'm just, just trying to clarify. Well, with your charming good looks, I did expect a bit of a hottie, but I didn't expect him to be that good looking. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah. I'm sure he'll be flattered to hear that. Very much. Or scared away of you. I don't I don't know. One or the other. So how come you got the, the dodgy jeans? Wow. <laughs> so you're basically calling me fat. Here we go. There it is. Right on time. It was yeah. always going to happen. It's our <laughs> weekly feature. Amanda calls me, me calling her fat. That's how that works. So you're into the heart of it. We are in central London, and you today went to Buckingham Palace. Yes, Buckingham Palace. Tell me more. How'd it go? It was good. It was it was very impressive. Lots of gold. There were some chandeliers that I found out every single glass shard was hand-carved. That's obnoxious, but great. Well, most of having a massive palace in central London full of homelessness is obnoxious. But oh. yeah, that particularly is... <laughs> quite obnoxious and there's a there's a exhibit going on that showcases all the gifts that the queen has received from different countries and so canada i was very eager to see what canada has given the queen can you give me a multiple choice guessing session okay can you just guess right off the bat one like one of the gifts there's a couple uh maple syrup no these are gifts like really classy gifts like other countries are giving gold plated um, you know, plates and like diamonds and people are giving very extravagant gifts or something very local or native to the countries that are being given from. Uh, a hand-carved canoe. <laughs> You're getting close. Like, um, I... Sometimes it's, one of them is even worse than that, though. Oh, 
a golden dipped poutine. No. No. Nothing then, gold, I'll tell you that, which was already embarrassing. Yeah, she's got enough of that. Um, all right, now let's think if it's, it's, it's got to be something native related. Yeah. So if it's not a boat, it would be some artwork, uh, a hand sculpted artwork in a native style. Yes. So that was one of the gifts. And so, great. But the one that really stuck out for me that was stood out actually amongst all the gifts that were just right front and center from Canada, a pair of mittens from the Vancouver Olympics. Like the red mittens that said <laughs> Vancouver 2010. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in, 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 imagine gold plates, like diamonds, Vancouver Olympics. Mittens as well. The red, you know the red ones with the white Canadian yeah, flags on them? Yeah. And the wool, right? The wool one. They were, and then the only thing comparable were like from countries like African countries where they made handmade beaded, but even those were more beautiful and intricate than these red mittens sticking out in the middle of this exhibit from Canada. They didn't even put who it was from. Usually it's like a dignitary that gives them yeah. over. No, it was just from Canada Olympics. Mittens. Did they just mail them to her? Like, I don't know how she got them, but... I've never seen her wear mittens. She's a big fan of a tight leather glove, but I've never seen her in mitts. Yeah, it's really embarrassing. Yeah. I mean... Cute, I guess. They were all the rage that year, but it was uh, it was just funny to see it in the exhibit. It was quite an embarrassing one the other way around once. I think it was David Cameron that went to go and see Barack Obama, and David Cameron brought a pen, which is kind of boring, but it was a Parker pen, and it was a silver Parker pen that was used in the signing of a very important document in British history. Forgive me, I can't remember exactly which one. And I think it was a, a, the first denouncement of slavery. Okay. And sort of, you know... So the meaning behind it, though, is significant. Exactly. So, that's nice. so it was a silver pen that was used to sign a document that in some way, shape or form, pushed humanity forward. And it was a British gift that he gave to Barack Obama. Barack Obama said thanks and gave him... 12 DVDs of Hollywood movies. What? And, I don't know if you know this, DVDs, I don't know if they still are, but in those days, they were specific to the region, so they would only play on an American DVD player so he couldn't play them anyway. Is this real? It's honestly true. Oh, my god. Yeah. I love it when I do facts, and that's your first thing. Is this real? (laughs) Well, because you do fun facts that half the time are (laughs) fake. I've heard your show, and it sounds a bit like horse poo. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, bad gifts can be a bad thing. Uh, what was it like? I mean, obviously, it was all very uh, rococo and draped in obsequious, almost obnoxious, as you say, uh, lush awnings and draperies. But, like, vibe, was it all right? Yeah, it was exactly what I expected it to be. It was beautiful, um, great artwork, some beautiful sculptures, very professional vibe. It kind of made me want to apply for a job just to be like, I work at Buckingham Palace. They have two clock people. I didn't know that their dedicated job is just to maintain the clocks in the palace. Unbelievable. Two full-time people and all the clocks are just preci- like precisely to the second of what the actual time is. Oh, God. And they have to make sure they're all wound. <laughs> it's like, and but you know, the people take such pride in being like, yes, we have two clock people just maintaining the clocks. Yep. <laughs> it's like. Meanwhere, the tax pay- payers are going, yeah, get rid of them, buy an iPhone. Yeah, I'm I like, I'll fund it, you know. I know. 
It is amazing. Like uh, in this country, people that are really up for the monarchy are called Republicans, not to be mixed up with the American, American Republicans. Party. Yeah, it's quite weird because I spent so much time living in in Canada and listening to American news. And when I come back here, and they're like, two Republicans today were outside Buckingham Palace with flags saying how wonderful she was. Were they? That <laughs> seems like a weird thing for them to do. American flags, are she? <laughs> Wait a sec. So yeah, the Republicans. It's kind of like it's from what I've done a very sort of unintrinsically unscientific spot check over the years of everyone that I know that's pro or against monarchy it seems to be pretty much bang down the middle everyone mm. likes it because it's kind of cool particularly when there's a jubilee and you know yeah. there's sort of, sort of a, a massive party atmosphere across the United Kingdom but then equally people do think that is a pretty big house to have in a place that's in the last five years become a horrific um, city for homelessness London it's really gone out of control can we can we have a wing for a couple of extra people? You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but as a foreigner, what do you think? Yeah, so I could see that, and I could just see how taxpayers here would be frustrated by by seeing all of this. Yeah. But as an outsider, I'm like, sure. It's bloody lovely. <laughs> yeah. I like a bit of ostentatiousness here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else is your plan? Because I know that you are only here for a couple of days. What else are you doing while you're here? Yeah. So we're going to Tower Bridge tomorrow and Big Ben. And we're going to go to a fancy restaurant called Duck and Waffle. Oh, yeah. So that should be nice. And then my brother leaves tomorrow and I stay a couple extra days and I'm going to go see Aladdin, the musical. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. You know, Big Ben might be a bit of a disappointment because they've turned it off for four years. There's no bing bong bings. Oh. Yeah. It's a health and safety thing to not deafen the workers that are working on it for the next four years. Oh, and so they're working on it doing what? But they are spending stupendous amounts of money on the entire House of Parliament in refitting the whole thing. They're ripping out all the cables and doing a lot of the stonework because it's, it's limestone, which is affected by pollution. Limestone happens to be in central London. It's basically crumbling apart. So they're doing a complete refit of everything. And the clock, of course, has to be fixed up because it's quite a big bugger. Mm. So, um, yeah, it might be a bit of a disappointment. But you arrived at quite a good time because it's all going to be covered in scaffolding in a few months. So oh, wow. at least you get to see the damn thing. One last look. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was Belgium like? Because I know you're in Belgium for the last few days. Yes, I came from Belgium. I did a couple of days there before England, and it was amazing. I loved it. Very quiet, though. So quiet that, number one, I felt like I couldn't actually speak in my f- regular volume. Well, your regular volume does shatter windows. <laughs> wow. <laughs> in fairness. Um, you I know, have to lock up all the glassware before Amanda comes around. I project, but I'm in radio. Like, what do you expect? Yeah, just, you, I speak you, from the diaphragm. You, you do. Yeah, I mean, you do speak from the diaphragm, and you are in radio. You're just the only person in radio to not need a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> well, it actually, though, it wasn't even just speaking tones. I felt like even in, you know, stores usually play music. Yeah. There's a hustle bustle in the streets. None of that. In Especially in Brussels and then a couple of the smaller towns we went to Leuven as well. No music coming from stores. No music coming from restaurants. Just a quiet little just place. quiet. And then, like, you could, you, everyone's whispering. And even construction sites. We passed by some construction There's 10 guys working in there. You don't hear a sound. It's like. And, and trust I, me, Amanda put on a bikini and went back. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, lads. Have a look. I was, I was just shocked. I'm like, oh, there must be no one working. I look in. There's, there's guys moving stuff around. Yet no one, no drills. No, I'm like, are they using any tools in there? Yeah. Are they getting stuff done? I don't know. I don't think it's the right European country for you. I I think if you were to be from a European country, I mean, I appreciate you're half Italian or more than that. Yeah. But um, I've always thought you were very Spanish because they love a chat 
and they love a bit of noise, and they love a bit of music. Italian too, though. It's yeah, the well, basically the whole of the Mediterranean. Yeah. You can't shut them up, yeah. can you? <laughs> and, then, and then we at one point, my brother and I were walking through a garden, and we're just like, it's too quiet. We found ourselves humming things, like, out loud without realizing it. We're, just, right. like, we're just trying to fill the air. So we started playing music from one of our phones through this garden, which were the only ones, a couple people here and there, and at the end we realized it was actually called the Silent Garden. Unbelievable. <laughs> so Unbelievable. Like, <laughs> we were trying to bring a party. <laughs> wrong place to do yeah. it. Yeah. So, but other than that, it was great, beautiful, and the beer is amazing. We did some brewery tours, and the waffles were amazing. The ch- all the stereotypes, the chocolate, like everything that you would think Belgium has, uh, they they surpassed my expectations. Oh, that's cool. I had a waffle a day. Oh, keeps the doctor n- not away. <laughs> and I had a chocolate a day. They do it well, don't they? Yeah, That's Godiva's from Belgium. And then I also had some local Belgium ones. Godiva from Belgium? Yes. You just taught me two things, because I've also always pronounced it Godiva as really? well. Really? Yeah, but I'm not that clever. Oh, Godiva. Um, did you go to Grand Plus, the central bit with yes. all the history? Sort yes, of Neo-Gothic, beautiful architecture. Amazing, and yes. Did you did you sort of weep and go, oh, Toronto? Why did you build an expressway? I know, but it's... What have we done? <laughs> We're such a baby of a country. and Yeah, you can't compare. And same with London. It's a, There's so much history all around. And even when people are adding on to the history, I feel like it gives you some perspective. I was at Abbey Road Studios today. Abbey Beatles. Road Studios, the famous place where Beatles recorded the imaginary named album Abbey Road. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although you can't say they didn't have an imagination because they did write Imagine, so fair <laughs> enough. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah, how was that? And so, so historic and everyone likes to go and walk across, you know, the, the street where they have that album cover from yeah. um, and then look at the studio itself and then there's the gift shop, but then people have added on to it. Now in front of the Abbey Road studio, there's this like piece of bordering around it where people have written a bunch of this graffiti that they keep painting white over, but they keep writing... Song lyrics? Have you seen this? I've never been to Abbey Road, even though it's only down the road. So, oh. no, I must go. I presume a lot of people also want to stamp their mark. Lisa and Eric were here and yes. we fell in love and imagine, etc. Yeah. yeah, but they'll usually tie it. To, so either you're going to just write a Beatles lyric or people have like signed their names, but usually tying it to a Beatles lyric. So yeah. it's kind of nice and beautiful. Love, love me do, John. Yeah, right? Or like all you need is love. And then names. So yeah. it's, it's nice and, and it's kind of... We all live in a yellow submarine. <laughs> Hank. Right. <laughs> the sailor. <laughs> I mean, I didn't see that one, but that would have been... Yeah, he was in the scene. Navy. Oh, um, yeah. And he, he had a very, very interesting time um, as as chief painter. Uh, and he was quite a rebel. But I... Okay. <laughs> Today, though, what I want to tell you is yeah. something that I saw. This is... Actually, I've been twice now to see Abbey Road. Um, and this time, on top of all of the beautiful Beatles song lyrics that people are also taking a picture of this graffiti because it's kind of nice in itself. Mm. Someone wrote in huge block letters, Despacito is better. Despacito, the song. That's a, is that a Justin Bieber song? Yes, yes. Is it the one that goes, Oh, no, that's sorry. <laughs> Which he does need to apologise for. Oh. Um, and what was, what was, what's Despo- Despacito? Despacito. Na, 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 You know it. The way you do that is when you make it sound like an Italian folk song. <laughs> and Gamari. <laughs> Despacito. That's really good fake Italian. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, Despacito. It's just being played obnoxiously. It came out. 
earlier this year. It's it's for, it's Latin and a lot American, and they, it's, it's in Spanish. Sorry, did, did you just explain to me that it's not American? <laughs> okay. It's... First of all, he's Canadian, and I think you meant to say it's not English. Okay, wait, wait, wait. It came out originally in Spanish, right? By Spanish artists. Yes. And then he redid the chorus. Justin Bieber learned like three lines of Spanish, yeah, so that he can redo. Uh, the remix of this, so to say. And it's been blowing up. Yeah, he covered it, yeah. Okay. And he doesn't actually know the, his own, the own lyrics of it. That's also funny. When he tried to perform it live at a at a random club, he was just making <laughs> up words. <laughs> and he was, anyway, it was a kind of, it was kind of in the news. So people might've heard of this. It's just this song that's getting overplayed and it's even being played here. And it's, I think it's great. It's fantastic because whoever wrote it obviously loves the Beatles enough to have gone to Abbey Road Studio. So therefore, it has to be sarcasm. And the Beatles, I think, and this is a bit controversial, but I do think they get too much credit, historically what? speaking. I mean, that doesn't, by the way, oppose them as a good artist. But everyone's like, oh, best band in the world of all time. No one's ever got near them. They were brilliant, though. They were making, like, hit after hit. The amount of production, the amount of they were pumping out as how quickly and how many on each album became hits. It's not about the amount you pump out. The Venga Boys have done five albums. I'm not interested. but the the quality of the amount. Yes, they were good. I appreciate that. But they get too much credit and too much money. I mean, how much do they need? Their ego's already bloated enough. Are you kidding me? Have you met Paul McCartney? Uh, No, have uh, you? Yeah. You have? Uh, washing up liquid off him what <laughs> it's a really weird story is that true well sort of it's I'm again sli- <laughs> not trusting anything you say yeah when i say it's true and i mean you go, sort of so uh, it's kind of true okay so i don't i've ever told you that i'm friends with fat boy slim no have i ever told you that no okay well we should start there i'm friends with fat boy slim <laughs> okay i like to get a weird story and make it even weirder now, I met him in Thailand years ago on, on the beach, and um, he's from Brighton. So I moved back to Brighton, and I looked him up. I had his number, because I, I got it when I was hanging out with him on the beach, which is weird, I admit. And um, I phoned him up, and I said, hello, I'm Vinny. I met you in Thailand. This is ages ago. And he goes, all oh, right, I'm having a barbecue. Do you want to come round? I thought, well, that went well. That went well. Wow. And he lived next to Paul McCartney. So I went over to Fat Boy Slim's house for a barbecue with my girlfriend at the time which is quite weird, and he lived on Brighton Beach. So it was like a private beach with barbecue, and it was all really good. But then when it came to the washing up, because you've got to lend a hand, even though he's got people to help him, I thought I'd be a bit proactive. I started washing up, and he said, "Um, I haven't got any washing up liquid. Can you pop next door and get some? Gave me this massive set of gold keys. I was like, that's quite elaborate for a cupboard with washing up liquid in it. (laughs) And I went over there, and I was like, there's a lot of gold discs on the wall. Oh, my gosh. It's bloody Paul McCartney's house. (gasps) (laughs) Paul McCartney wasn't there so technically I have used Paul McCartney's washing up liquid dishwasher fluid um, but he wasn't there at the time. That's, what a story. Also hilarious that you call it washing up liquid. I love that that's the bit <laughs> that you took away from that. But is that, is that what people in London call it or is that just you? Right, mate. It's time for you to immerse yourself in this culture. And washing now I can finally, up liquid. After all these years, I can say this. You're in London and it's called pissing washing up liquid. <laughs> washing so, up liquid. Yes. It doesn't even make grammatical sense. It totally does. What do you do? You wash up. You do <laughs> you the washing up. wash up. Oh, what do you call it? Doing the dishes. Yeah. That's like a physical set act on a dish <laughs> but why up washing up why well because you're washing them up no <laughs> what do you want it to be washing down 
That would be making well, them dirty. Just wash them. Why does it have to be an up or down attached? So, yeah, I did borrow <laughs> Paul McCartney's dishwasher fluid. <laughs> yes. You literalists. It's li- it's exactly. We want literal. Also, line up. That's something Canadians do, but it's not actually normal. Why are we lining up? Yeah, that is stupid. It's just. And there's nothing wrong with the word Q other than the fact it's got about five letters in it and it could have one. That's or it. or just line. Like, get in line. Why line? Like, t- you know what a lineup is here? Get in the lineup. Well, just get in the line. Why do we say line up? Do you know what a lineup is here? Like a lineup for a show? Uh, it can be, but it could be easily also confused with when there's a crime and you have to go and pick out a witness. Oh, yes. They put they them line. in a lineup. Yeah, that we would use that too, though. Yeah, but that's the only way we do it. Yeah, so you right. can't say, I'm just going to go and line up here. They'd, oh, be, they'd like, be like, well, you're, you're, you're involved in a criminal. <laughs> we got to stop saying line up as Canadians, okay? we got to just go line. Got to yeah. get in line. And also, you've, since we invented this language and you've demolished it uh, with your horrific slang <laughs> accents, uh, I would like now to tell all Canadians from now on, please use washing up liquid. Washing up liquid. No. Ironically, it won't stick. Oh. Uh, Amanda Capito, we've run out of time. Uh, I love you dearly. And now, can we go out and drink heavily? Let's Sorry, not heavily. That's irresponsible. Can we go and have a couple of beers? Let's do it. All right. Thank you for joining us live from London this week. It's been an absolute pleasure and a charm. And uh, Amanda and I will go out into the night now. No doubt I'll have some stories for you next week. Go forth, enjoy the rest of your time here, my friends. Thank you.